Welcome back, moviegoers. This is the Movie Talk Podcast, where us bunch of friends talk about, you know, movies, blockbusters, indie, classics, the works of the, uh, just works of all movies that like, going on. Uh, today, we have a kind of, a you know, a lot of talk about. We I watched um, The Flash, which is kind of interesting. I watched that at 40X. But also, we'll be talking about The Demolition Man. And uh, really, Scott, who's, I don't know, there's a lot to say about his works. But as always, this is Daniel. This is Fernando. And this is Ernest. All right. So, uh, this, yeah, yes, on uh, Friday, I went to see The Flash. Now, I, we're not gonna, I'm not going to discuss about the movie because there's a lot to go to. And I don't think you guys seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. I'm going to watch it today. Uh, I would say you, it, I should it's actually a good movie to watch. I would say that much. But I did watch it on 4DX. And for a lot of people who don't quick? knew, oh, it was $20. $20 for a ticket. Hmm. But I also, you know, I did do buy my little bucket and my drinks. I was like 26, which is not that bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, I guess, I guess, you know, considering yeah. you're a collector. Well, remember, how, okay, you see seen our Guardian Galaxy bucket. That was 50 bucks just for that. Yeah, that's right. Huh? So 26. I mean, yeah, but well, like look at them. I mean, it's a full on metal c- container with a figurine. Yeah. Well, the other one was just a bucket with a. And, but the cool thing is they say I can always come back with that bucket and then they'll fill it up. So For hey. free? Fuck no, of course not. <laughs> come on now. Well, uh, but they can fill up anything if you pay them. That is true. <laughs> it was like, put it right here in my pants. But there's something about that bucket. It's just nice and, you know, there's a little handle on there, too. So, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, you can probably use it to mop. Oh, God. <laughs> Flash style. Now, uh, for those who don't know what 40X is, now, uh, for us, it's a regal thing that's going on where you sit on a chair and whatever is going on in the movies, you'll feel it. So if there's a jolt or... Like for instance, for the flash, for the flash, when he when he's about to wind up to go into the, the speed first, speed time space, who knows? Time, yeah, you can, the chair will go back a little bit and then it will jolt you forward when he actually starts running. When you say go back a little bit and jolt you forward, do you mean like, like slowly, hydronically goes back? No, it'll lean back a little bit mm. and then it'll push you forward. Or let's Is say it kind of like an emulator then? Yeah, like you would see as if you were going on a ride. At uh, Universal Studios, mm. <laughs> no, I could just picture my popcorn and my soda like flying oh, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, that did happen. So I'm I'm holding I, I'm on there and I'm holding my popcorn. I'm trying to get a drink and then I'm picking up, but I'm like my hands shaking, everything shaking. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't I can't get to my straw. It's like you got cerebral palsy. <laughs> Damn, man. Not only that, okay, not only that. They also have in the so in the back seat of every seat, there's like a so the in front of you. I'm trying to say. There's a little uh, opening, and if there's anything to do with water in the scene, it will spurt it at you. So, and I'll say this one scene. There's a scene in The Flash. Oh, man, I, you don't want to watch porn in that, in that <laughs> movie theater. But, yeah, there's, he's the time where he's shaking off some water, and you just feel it coming at you. Damn. Or there's a scene I, that, that, that... That sounds like a little much, to be honest. It sounds well, fun, but it sounds like a little well, much. Well, you don't, you don't like getting squirted in the face? <laughs> no, well, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that. Imagine if you were bl- like, if you were in uh, Little Mermaid. How many times did you... Oh, yeah. People? You're submerged? Yeah. So you just constantly... <laughs> <in the shadow laughs> suddenly, suddenly, like, the entire theater starts filling up with water. You got to fight for your life. <laughs> but also, on the top of the screen, there's um, there's little... there's I guess there's fans, and then if there's a, there's a rain scene in, in the movie, and then you can feel, like, water... Sh- you know, falling on you, simulating the rain. Hmm. So I'm like, I mean, it's not like drenching you, but it's like a little sprinkler, like a little mist. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, and then when there's lightning, you can have little sh- little, little flashes every here and there. Where is this place? Red Rock. 
right next to my crib. All the way. So for, for Vegas, it's northwest. It's right off yes. Charleston. It's yeah. right off Charleston. It's in the, on um, the, west the Red side. Rock Casino. Yeah. So it's it was it's twenty bucks per person though. So if you guys do want to go and see it, you know, make sure you pick the right movie. You know, it's not bad. Twenty bucks. That's yeah. how much you pay at an IMAX. Yeah, that's that's basically and it is it is IMAX. That's the cool thing. Twenty too. bucks to please yourself. Yeah. It's not bad. To get squirted on. Now here's, <laughs> a, now here's the cool, interesting though. I would say, so begin before the movie starts, they do a little demoing about what the movie will feel like. So there was after that happened during the demo. A couple came out and they're like, they're like, okay, I, you know, they're not, they, they know they're not gonna fuck with it. So, mm-hmm. you can you can always leave before the movie starts and probably get like a normal movie if you don't want to. But yeah, that was my experience. I was, you know, my, I would say this: it was fun for the first hour and a half, <laughs> and after that, I'm like, okay, I just want to relax. <laughs> I, dude, I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm kind of sick of this. This is fu- this is fu- this is too much movement. Hmm. No, I don't. Not know. only that, but you know, I'm eating popcorn and drinking soda. So by the end of the movie, <laughs> well, my stomach is like fucking just done. Mix, it's just mixing. Well, here's the thing: around. you didn't even finish your popcorn. It was just flying everywhere. Not <laughs> too. Well, luckily, luckily, I had a uh, popcorn. Uh, there was an empty seat next to me, so I just sat the popcorn there, and I was just like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. So, hmm. yeah, I was. I was. I, it was. It was the best. It was a kind of cool experience. But will I do it again? Depends on the movie. Maybe they need to like kind of space out the movement. I mean, but then it would be kind of lame for some moviegoers, you know. Oh, you're only picking and choosing certain times when you want us to fill these experiences. Well, I mean, you you're not like you're not gonna see Oppenheimer with it. I w- I mean, yeah, that would be one Avatar. Avatar yeah. Avatar would be crazy to watch. Hmm. Uh, Fast X, I would not be able to handle <laughs> that shit. I can imagine yeah. you're like swinging all over the place. Uh, what's another movie? Uh, there's Elemental. I don't know what's that's gonna how that's gonna be like, hmm. but I can imagine because there's water, you'd be like fucking drenched by the end of the you know movie. Well, <laughs> as long as they don't have a jackass one, oh get kicked god, in the nuts. <laughs> 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 a DX. You're like, hey, yeah, you know, also throw some stuff, some uh, flower some ash. Piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my little movie experiment uh, um, experience for this week. <laughs> it's raining piss. <laughs> oh, you know what? Be, uh, before we start, we should say Happy Father's Day. Actually, this is uh, I didn't realize this is, it's actually Father's Day today. You know, the other show we had on Mother's Day. Now it's mm-hmm. Father's Day. To so. all the real ones, yeah. Yeah. So kind of cool goes in place into the movie we're talking about, which is one of I would say, kind of a manly action pack movie that we had back in you know growing up, which is a uh, Demolition Man made made in 1993. Now this is a, I don't know. Could you consider this a classic? <sighs> It was, it was a bit ridiculous. It was entertaining, but it was a bit ridiculous. Oh, a little too manly. They had those. Wait, it's hold on. Demolition Man is the one where Sylvester Stallone gets sent to the future because he got frozen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. the whole thing is, uh, he's a demolition man. He's a cop who goes after Wesley Snipes, who's uh, who's Sarge Nemesis. Yeah. Yes. yes. And he gets I, okay. Here's the one thing. Not watching it now, there's a lot of things that didn't make sense. Like for one. He gets he gets counted for mans for thirty seven counts of manslaughter, because Wesley Snipes killed those people, but he, because he didn't look for them, they charged him. Well, he disobeyed a direct order, which was to you know wait for the cavalry before he raided the building. Right in, which, in the beginning, yeah. Come on, that's like every eighties nineties movies, you know. Yeah, I guess in this one they made it a little bit more realistic with consequences. Right. Mm. So, but still, yeah, like that. That's a long time. 
I mean, yeah. he did. So he <laughs> at least gets, he was frozen. He didn't really do his time like a man. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Can you imagine him just sitting down, like you know? But so the weird thing is, he comes out in night in 2032. So mm-hmm. not too far away. Yeah. But man. are we th- are we anywhere near Demolition Man? You know. Okay. So that's the crazy thing about it. <laughs> if you watch that movie today, you kind of think about, "Fuck, we're almost there." As far as um, well, dude, think about back to the ideologies or time frame. No, I'm talking about as the the culture and that. You because think we're almost there? That's what I was thinking. I mean, I wasn't thinking we were almost there. I was thinking that's what they want to create. Yes, a, that type of utopian, you know. But you have so he goes, he goes in time. Now, flash forward to the 19, uh, 2032, and the world has no violence, and everyone's all gippy and happy and fucking uh, singing. Yeah, There's oblivious. No swearing. <laughs> That's what, you know, that one scene I loved, where uh, that would have been me, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character, when I found out that any uh, any curse word is a violation. He's like, fuck this shit, bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's going off. and yeah, Dude, The was... thing I remember the most about that movie, because, okay, for the, for, the, for the listeners, I haven't watched this movie since I was like eight years old. So yeah, it's awesome. like approximately like 20 years ago for me. Okay. So. I haven't seen that movie, and the thing that I remember the most about it was like the virtual sex. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah. when which, that scene which get, again, it's coming close to that because nowadays like meta. If if we can only extract the one component, which was she at, at first when that that whole little scene began, in my head I'm thinking, man, why can't they be this open? Why this transparent? You know, she oh. says, oh, you know, uh, neurologically, yeah, neurologically, I females are attracted to. Violence but here's the thing men. with the Neuralink, we might be able to accomplish that. Didn't seem fun. Vivid flashes of the opposite. Well, keep in mind, you know, with Neuralink that, you know, uh, Elon Musk is doing, they'll be able to stimulate your brain in any way you want. Like, it's like if you put like the red button to like, come, and then you just like, <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, whoa, what the hell happened? I can break that button. You'd be seeing my ass saying, can we just do it the old fashioned way? Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's too much. See, but didn't that kind of, that opened up so, I'm watching like, oh my God. They don't want to hear no. And then how we have, they had commercials. There's a scene where like they're in the car, like, hey, let's listen to some Odie's. And then fucking, uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener song comes out. Uh, I don't remember that scene. It was when they're both riding to the museum, and they're like, "Oh, what, uh, John Spartan, is there something uh, you want to listen to music?" Because he's like, "Oh,", oh and, and he's like, "Send me back or <laughs> put me back into the freezer." Yeah, because they're yeah. just sing, like, and then and then in, in the uh, Taco Bell, it, the guy's singing Jolly Green Giant because. Yeah, the Taco Bell was luxur- luxurious. It was the only one that survived out of the, uh, the out of the food wars. chains. Yeah. See, I, I'm thinking like, fuck. First of all, I would never think that Taco Bell would win. No, if anything, Chick Fil A or In and Out. Ooh. Top competitors there. In the comments, pl- tell us <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. What, what restaurant would you think would win the restaurant wars? <laughs> I think um, McDonald's. Yeah, there's a lot of ra- there's a lot of random. Here's the thing: McDonald's would win, but just because they have the money. That's the thing. Money, money talks. And what is it? The uh, seniority. Yeah, yeah. They've been around. I don't know how they'll long. Just, they'll just bribe all the uh, you know politicians to that. Free so. burgers for life. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a. I watch again. There, I mean, this. I don't think this movie made a lot. I mean, this is one of those. You know, at that time, it is genius. And when you watch back, you're like, holy shit, this is so relevant kind of to what we have. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the opposite. Well, what? how much did it make? I mean, Snipes and Stallone, alone. What does she do? Well, this is actually this is 
Wesley Snipes wasn't that big. I mean, he, you know, they, this Stallone was always, you know, popular. I mean, this is before when he did Cobra, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. This is actually Sandra Bullock's, uh, she did she did a lot of films before, but this is before she even did Speed. See, that? yeah, they all looked very unrecognizable, aside from Snipes, they all looked very unrecognizable from what I'm used to seeing. Oh, I know. Yeah. Did you even notice that Rob Schneider's in there? Uh, yeah, I did. But I, I noticed Stallone. It looked like he, um, I don't know, he was a super pretty boy. White, perfect white teeth, perfect jawline. That, that he, like he was his prime, probably right there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bullock looks extremely young as well. Yeah. And she was actually cute, and I don't find Sandra Bullock cute at all. But in that movie, she was cute. Man, you should see her. Mm-hmm. In, you should have seen her in Speed. I was. Uh, I've seen her. I didn't like her then. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Sandra either. Uh, yeah, she's just annoying see, to me. The budget was forty-five Sorry, to seventy-seven Sandra. million. Mm-hmm. Oh, it actually did. It made hundred fifteen, hundred sixty million dollars. So it it made a lot. But and, uh, and, nine, and in ninety-three, that was probably. You know, a or, lot, of a course, lot. yeah. Because I mean, a couple of pe- people must have seen this like twice, you know, twice or three times. But then again, the movie was cheaper back in the days. It was actually like, hey, we're gonna have some fun. And there's also a lot of drive-throughs too, so you can figure like it was like, like again, this is one of those movies where it was, it's fun. And back in the days, you know, you can. I, I, I the only awkward time I remember having this is during that virtual sex scene because I was like, I don't know what to do with you, Dad. Like I'm. <laughs> Twelve, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm younger than that. Fifty six. I'm ten. I'm ten, and I'm like, hey, dad, what's virtual sex? What? Why? No, I'm like, dad, what's what's all this <laughs> flashing going on? <laughs> you saw a nipple somewhere in there. It was hey. a quick one. I was wondering, is that hers? That's not really? hers. That is yeah, not. They hers. just swapped out nipples. Uh, <laughs> I was I was re- I'm really curious about that. Like, is that hers? That's a body double. Come on, you know that. Come on now. She did not. She's not. I don't think she ever done. I, I don't think she ever done routine. No. no. Oh, well, that's I why I was curious off. about yeah. it. I'm like, huh? How like how realistic do are you know how true to their art are they? Yeah, yeah. You get you have to get paid a lot. Hmm. I mean, look at Holly Berry. She got paid like what a couple half a million for one. I don't know. I didn't check the stubs. Well, no, for uh, Swordfish. Yeah, I didn't check the stubs. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, that was a huge, huge deal. And, uh, well, then Monsters Ball must have been that was an indie, That was an indie film, so she didn't, I don't know, she didn't, I don't think mm-hmm. she cared. But yeah, this movie is, what did you think of this movie? Was it actually fun? It, it was definitely fun, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't help but, th- you know, it's such a 90s movie. You know, when I'm a kid, and I don't have the uh, consciousness that I have now, it's just so normal. You know, you see kids, or you see a, a movie like that come on, and then, the older adults, they'll laugh at something so cringy. You know, it might, something might happen and you'll have, still, it'll be quiet for a moment and Stallone will have that one liner. Oh, and yes. And all these adults are laughing at it. You know, me as a kid following along. But now as an adult, I'm like, man, that was cringy as shit. He's like, hey, man, you're on, t- hey, Simon, you're on TV. Or you didn't say Simon says. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it, it really worked back then. Not so much now. And I'm, Nowadays, well, it's still, yeah, you look back. It's one of those, I guess you can say, like, is it more one of those, uh, uh, nostalgic things that when you watch it it is but I, I guess I just can't help but think like man this worked for many adults and and as an adult it doesn't work for me so like the cha- the, ti- the changes in the tides you know a- along the years is just interesting to think about we should do that when you go to a bar like hey you know talk yeah. to a girl <laughs> all those old cats at the bar like you don't know don't tell me that's how you approach women Daniel no like, <laughs> hey like Miles Morales <laughs> hey I, hey <laughs> <laughs> No, I I simply do the. Uh, I'm the, Dig D. No, I just do it. I do the look. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? 
You want a drink? But no, this this. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! No wonder, you know no wonder you couldn't find a girl. You did grow up in the nineties. <laughs> 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 no, but this is the funny thing because there's a last action hero with still with a uh, um, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, and they poked fun of all these weird weird stereotypes or weird one liners or these catchphrase, you know, these little things that we have like the the one villain that she could just beat up everyone. Like Snipes character. So Snipes, which is kind of crazy because in that movie, I, I'm thinking about like. This is the most easiest mystery to solve because <laughs> one, there's they're, one they're depending guy, on one guy. Yeah, like all right, go on. Who, no, but that one guy, uh, what's his name? Cult. What was his name? But he could control. He controls everything. Oh, oh the the hype, the priest that was dressed like a Jedi. Yeah. Why are they all dressed like Jedi's? I guess because clothes were not needed. I don't know. No, I thought that was interesting too. It, like they you look think, exactly. You think like maybe uh, that was like a homage? To Star Wars, I, I was thinking so, you know, but it looked a little too similar. Normally, when people do things like that, they they make a few variations, you know, uh, a little changes, subtle changes. Yeah, I would figure. But this was a full-on Jedi. Yeah, huh? I, I did not notice that, hmm. but I didn't. But the thing about that, I did notice that he he put his fingerprints into everything that he put in Wesley Snipes, where he could like, you know, he made his. Uh, That's why he was stronger and all that. Yeah, because mm. he put all you know those little quirks in him, mm. or re- rehabilitation, so he could do martial arts and all that. And it just adds up. And all someone had to do was just, you know, Sly was like, "Oh, why don't you just look at what he what he did?" And they, they, he had the list. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. no one saw that. <laughs> like, well, he, like, he where's the red tape and all that? Right, right. Well, yeah, plot plot holes are. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot when you start to look at it. But I mean, again, when you're young, that young, and in the '90s. We didn't care about actual information. Yeah, we just wanted action. Like right. me. I just cared about virtual sex. I was like, whoa, what's that <laughs> like? Well, you know, what about the uh, underground rat burger that they had? Shit was bombing, my, to, to my understanding. I know. You kind of think about, like, shoot, like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, a lot, but, I mean, <laughs> Stallone said it was bomb, so I'm going to take his word for it. And, you know, I, you know another explanation, explanation they didn't understand is um, where did he get the beer? Who knows? Where did they get all that shit? I know, right? But damn, that's going to be people like us in the future if if that comes to light, you know? Okay, so which one would you be? be Would you be the people on top, or would you think you would kind of, like, convert to the underground? No, I'm going underground. I mean, if... You know, it's it's the same. Like you said, it applies to today's a lot of today's issues. You know, he uh, Dennis Leary's character was saying he's a uh, he's all about freedom of speech, and they they want they're after him because he likes to think for himself. And, and like I said, it applies today. You know, they they condemn people for that, and well, they kill you. them for that shit. You know, I mean, right. as as far as theories go, right? Because then look at the harm of what like in in real, in real reality. If you really want a perfect utopia, mm-hmm. you have to have someone some uh, tyrannical government. To do something as huge as that, they just have to work off your psychology, you know, psychological warfare, and get you to think collectively uh, in a spot. It's like I said, it, it apply, like you said, it applies now. Right. That's what's going on now. You know, they have a like, system and it works. Just into being a, some weak, weak-minded people. Because mm-hmm. do you remember? There's a scene where uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, he's he's trying to find out where the guns are, and there's a guy on a little like you know computer thing. He's like. I'm feeling so depressed. I don't know what to do. And West Side just <laughs> he just pushes them away. Like get the, he's like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I did appreciate about Wesley Snipes' character, it, if he wasn't as big as um, you said he was at that point, he he's been doing martial arts for a long time. Like oh a yeah, legitimately, he's a black belt in um, I think Hakido, 
and a couple of other art forms, uh, mm-hmm. martial art forms. But damn, he was he was looking good in that film. Oh yeah, this is in his prime. I think this is after. Must have been around the time he did New Jack City. Mm. See, well, I had never seen him utilize that in any other films than the Blade films. Uh. So to see it in you know back in the day, I'm like, damn, he's the. Uh, I mean, I knew he was legit, but that just... No, I know. I was trying to think of other movies he did with that. Um, 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 I'm not too sure. I think just Blade. Just the Blade trilogy. Um, I mean, what other action movies are in it where he's doing hand-to-hand CQC? I don't know. Well, hey, if anyone knows in the comments, let us know. Because, I mean, again, he did... He was known... He was the one... After this movie, Origin the Blade, he was a huge, huge action star. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did a lot of... um, I think he was, um, oh God, our friend who did uh, uh, Robert Regner. He was uh, he he directed a uh, drop the drop zone. I think Roy Roy Wagner Roy Wagner. Well, yeah, (laughs) but he did. I think he was in. He did one movie with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was it was Drop Zone. But yeah, he was huge, huge after this movie. Too bad he didn't. He couldn't pay his taxes, and you know he could have stayed big. I think he's out of that. (coughs) Well, he probably out of that hole now. I think. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, this is an instant. Cl- I mean, uh, for, I guess it's just nostalgic. It's not really a classic. I don't really think about this movie a lot. I do re- refer this refer to this movie every time I think about our world today because, again, it's kind of like not necessarily what our world could be, but it's kind of pokes fun about just the p- how people think and how you know we we can go into that term and what happens when we're so innocent. And then how people can react to a violent situation when they're not, because remember there's a scene where Rob Schneider he's like, no, no. <laughs> he's getting uh, the police got all beat up and you were like we're police officers we're not <laughs> yeah. we're not uh, we're not trained to deal with this type of stuff yeah yeah well as we said you know that's what they're uh, that's what they're trying to accomplish you know those like mega buildings that Saudi Arabia are doing oh yes well that's the type of utopia that people are looking for because they don't want human beings or people just to leave because they want the land and you know the more people that you can put into one building you don't have to leave and explore you have everything necessary inside and and it's becoming like this little utopia that they want a, a way that they can control people in every single aspect of their lives like I said, that's going to be in order Some to Some people are okay. Or most people, I'd say, are okay with that. I've always asked this question about two people. Like, w- would you give up all your freedom for, for 100% safety? Um, you know, not, you know, having to probably marinate on this thought, not too much. I'd say at the moment, no. I could never give away like, all my, like, any freedom. Here's just the thing, man. Safe. Because the world's not safe. Yeah, like freedom and is very subjective, really. If you think about it, freedom is subjective to each and every single person in this world. Um, and to me, freedom is living in the wild, wild west, you know, when there's actually no law. That's freedom to me. Right. The moment you start having laws, it's the moment where right. you lost your freedom completely when you have to do what they say and otherwise you're not, you go to jail or you're not part of the society. Correct, but you have to give up. S- like, yes, we can't just do everything we want. But I mean, at some point, we're not. I'm, like, again, giving up your your gun rights, never. Giving up your speech rights, never. Giving up like, you're making me able to make decisions about like they couldn't have fucking salt in their food. Like, how right. bad is that? Like, they deemed like when Hassan Jabbar was saying like anything that was deemed not good for you is deemed a crime. illegal. Right. 
and that's why like again Dennis Leary like I don't I don't I want to be able to run around naked and if on, on the streets if I want to with a with a Playboy magazine I'm like yeah and here's the thing about those movies like for example Demolition Demolition Man the writers behind the movie they really had to be visionaries because this was written back in the 80s and there's movies that are relevant that are even from like the 20s and the 30s you know movies that are completely relevant to what's going on today and that that it really has been happening all along yeah history always repeats itself exactly and the same problems they never really go away so the writers really had to uh, i guess dig into what society really is at the moment to be able to portray it and be able to still be relevant to like right now well yeah I would say that. And uh, again, you got to understand like the 90s too. It wasn't completely, I mean, it was pretty crazy time. Yeah, I'm sure at that point, even they thought, man, things are changing. You know, yeah. society's becoming weak, this, that, and the other. I mean, look, in the, look at the, for example, real quick, there will be blood. Everyone who had those demeanors, that was just normal. Yeah, you that know, was I, like a natural person. And, and that was, they had no other understanding of what it was, you know, up until now to where, damn, we, if we want to become, if I want to become a woman, I'm going to become a woman and you better respect it. Yeah, shit oh, like God. That. Here's the thing is like, that's, that's commodity. And it's, it's the same thing that happened in the movies. Like people just want commodity and, you know, people will kill and die for their, their commodity, you know, for their, right, for right. their, for their safety. Yeah, yeah for sure. And therefore, you know, when someone is willing to do that, the entire society changes as a whole. Because if you look back to, you know, like I said, back to the wild, wild west, where people actually had to fight for their lives, you know, they had to, to be tough. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to, be, you, in order to be able to survive in the wild, you had to be one of the, like, the toughest men or women because even women had to be even stronger than the ones that they are right now because women, they had to, like, put up with, like, no AC. They had to put up with, like, animals. They had to put up with a lot of shit that half of these no women rights. now, right now, they're not willing to put up with it. Right, right. And it's funny because I know this is going a little bit off topic, but it, it it's just what that movie was trying to portray in the 80s. Yeah. That no, is still it relates perfectly to it. it. It relates perfectly. Yeah, because you know, if 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 according to Demolition Man, if we continue going the way we are going now, it's going to end up just like the film. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like that's a little extreme, but I, you know, nothing is impossible. Well, that's the whole thing. Like again, when you give up your right to think, you give up your you give up your, your rights for everything. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, we can go really we can go really deep on this movie because again, it's a it it really stands of you know. Uh, Stands the time for uh, uh, for uh, like how many years? Was this like thirty years? And this yeah, is just for the viewers. Like, if you're interested in that kind of topic, uh, and this is something that I want to bring up with you guys, there's this thing where it's called. It, it was an experiment they did on rats, where it's called Universe Twenty Five. I don't know if anyone has heard of it. Yep, I know about it. So Universe Twenty Five, or no, since you haven't heard of it, mm -hmm. Universe Twenty Five is like giving. It's it's a world of rats, okay? Everything is sanctioned. Everything is just scientific. It's, everything was made for scientific purposes, okay? So what they do in Universe 25 is they give the rats everything they ever need to live a healthy, um, in a healthy society, live perfectly, everyone happy, under, in har living in harmony, no problems, whatever, okay? But turns out that over the years they start killing each other and there's like this huge like i guess you can say a little, little apocalypse within the rats where they even like 
their universe, their world, the it starts changing and morphing into like different stages of life where they start killing each other. A lot of the rats become gay. A lot of rats uh, just procreate. They stop procreating and only like pretty rats hung out with pretty rats. And it, it became completely segregated after having and giving everything to the rats. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because I feel like what Demolition Man is giving us can somewhat compare to what Universe 25, the experiment of, the experiment of Universe 25 was. Because the Demolition Man, everyone became very, very sensitive to the point where it's just like they, there was absolutely no violence. So they had nothing to fight about. And if they fought, it was just about like the most pettiest thing in the world. Well, there's no hierarchy. You know, there's hierarchy. like no one in hierarchy. There was no one in, you know, to keep in, ch in charge of all that because... Again, it was perfect for everyone. Everyone got what they needed. Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly the same thing as Universe 25. And there's like, if you look into it, even to the listeners, if you look into Universe 25, you start to realize like, holy hell, like most of these stages that the rats are living in, you can actually see it for our society and how our society is progressing according to the experiment of the rats. You know, what's interesting about that um, is I've... Uh heard of another study very similar to that to where they initially start with the whole community of rats giving them all their needs resources and at some point they remove all resources and see what the rats do and um, i don't know if you'd mentioned this right now but yeah they start killing well you did mention it they start killing each other the hierarchy of the rats send out the lower you know uh, rats and send them out to get their food send them out to go get them uh I don't know, water, whatever. Mm -hmm. And eventually they end up killing them out of survival mode. And that's exactly what's going to happen with our society too because our resources are going to run out eventually. And see, that's where you said freedom is subjective because to me, mm -hmm. most people, you know, if, if the government right now said, um, I don't know, we don't have any... Uh, any any more water. Any more water, yeah. yeah. Most people are going to be in a frantic mode. Oh, absolutely. And you will see a rise of power well, within the people. Right, and that well, they'll also be dependent on the government for water. I mean, I think I, I feel like most people would, but for me, I'd be like, you know, I don't really need that shit. I'm gonna go find my own water, you know, and I probably will go. Well, find and that's my the water. thing, and that's actually to the point where I'm getting at is like there would be like a like a rise of hierarchies, but not only with, among the government, but among the people, because you know, survival makes you do things that y that you're not proud of. Yeah, survival makes you do things that you may not even consider at the time but necessity of survival among yourself or your family the people that depend on you so you'll be willing to go eat a rat burger eat a rat burger exactly <laughs> or shoot up a whole <laughs> hospital joe was never wrong yeah, yeah. and you know, it, it, if they do that right now like for example one of the things that really has me worried is the low levels of lake mead You know, because the water is actually running out in Las Vegas very, very quickly. It's actually you know, very concerning. We all should just, everyone should just all come together and just pee in the water. <laughs> bring filter. Back water. Everyone pee at the same time. <laughs> as long as we can filter it, I'll drink some pee pee. Hey, you know, we, that's what happened in Waterworld. But yeah. say, for example, that happens, right? Like, we run out of water in Las Vegas. What the hell is going to happen? Take It's like, well, if you really think about it. Go to California. Go back to California. Yeah. Really? What if it <laughs> half of the water they take from Lake Mead goes to California? You know, did you hear this yeah, thing? They have what, water uh, what, Did you hear the thing what Elon Musk said? Where there's actually we're actually able to take the salt off out of the ocean. Mm -hmm. It just takes too much energy. Mm -hmm. I don't believe. It. I I think I don't know about that. Like I always think that there, there, we would always find a way to get that energy, or is it just too much? Well, here's the thing with 
with Elon Musk and his little batteries, I think he could do it. Piece of cake. I know. That's what I'm saying. So is he just waiting for? Maybe he's overselling it. You, how bad do you guys really want it? Yeah. Well, this is so hard, guys. So hard, but it's, it can. I could do it at a price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because you gotta think about it. We don't. There's, there's, price, it's always raining the ocean. The water. The ocean has. It's always constantly refilling itself. No matter. I don't care how much people say. Oh well, then the water will run out. I'm like no, no. There's always some place raining in the water. Yeah, those yeah. like aquifers. These are all the deeper meanings behind demolition, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah, man. If you that really think a lot about of it, damn. Well, I mean, because I was t- tell you always to watch 1984 or read it 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Orwell. Yeah, that and Animal Farm. Like those are my two favorite books of all time because it talks about how, like, again, how society would change people. And again, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I remember this. But as a kid, you're all you think about is action. All I thought about was virtual sex. sex. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get me an Oculus. (laughs) And you said you don't even like uh, Sandra Bullock. Come on. Well, I don't like her. I was just curious about the virtual sex. You can still buy that. Well, yeah. There's a couple machines that you can buy. You can even buy like uh, there's even a dolly during. Yeah, man. But that's not. Where's the fun in that? You know, it's crazy too. I know this is the last I'm gonna talk. There's Mm -hmm. also a virtual. um, Apple's gonna come up with new a virtual headset. Headset? Yeah. It's they already came out. It's out? Well, they already announced them. Well, yeah. I didn't know if it's out. out. It's like $3,500. I'm like, fuck. To do 3, what? $3,500? Oh, my God. I want it. To do what? It's just VR? Yeah. But like, you can basically, you'll see your, the iPhone in front of you. So you can go like go on Safari, go on your music. And you can so you go it. inside of your phone. But also inside, unlike other VRs, you can see the person. Like I can see your face. If, if will I be able to like make love to Siri? If you know her, <laughs> build a relationship with her based off trust and okay, love. Okay, and okay, okay, walking Phoenix. Yeah, her. Right you can do hey, have, Siri, you can we're do, going on a date uh, tonight. Dude, Where would you like, like to go? At what time did those uh, electric circuits come out? <laughs> <laughs> At what time did they turn on? <laughs> Get a short gun. Oh my God! All right, what, I, is, I, 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 what time do you want me to charge you? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen? Hey, real, real quick on that on that note, uh, have you guys seen that movie um, with the phone Bixby? I think it's called. Nah, man, it's a. F- uh, what's that dude's name? He's a he's a comedic actor. He's a little. I mean, not to be. I know who Bixby. The, the comedic actor Bixby. No, 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 no. It's it's about a dude and his phone, and he has a relationship with his phone, and she's. A, it's a relationship, so she's like, "Charge me." And he puts her in it. She's like, take it out. Take it out. Charge me. Charge me. And he keeps oh, I've, I've seen that clip. I've seen that clip on, on, Man, on Instagram, actually. I'd seen that movie. It was pretty ridiculous. Anyhow. Is it really that bad? No, it, it was, was ridiculous, but it was just like silly funny. Yeah, silly funny. Oh, I was going to say. Man, the, the dude, you know the actor. Serious. He's, um, he acted with. Uh, Man, I, I, I know who you're talking about, but I can't put a name to it. With uh, Zac Efron. He was in a movie with Zac Efron as like his brother or something. Um, I don't know, but that's funny. I don't know about that. Anyway, we'll we'll get that name later. Yeah, all, then, all, would, all, would I, you, all I know baby. is her. Would you like to like hardwire you to uh, uh, to charge you, or would you like to like wirelessly charge? With oh my me? god! <laughs> <laughs> would you like to wirelessly stimulate you? Wirelessly is like equivalent <laughs> hey, to those hey, ones man, with the everything's, remotes. Everything's Bluetooth. What are you talking about? iPhone. Hey man, do you know that wireless charging? Shh, man, it's slow. That's like the neural link for me, you know. <laughs> 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 you fucking. 
All right, let's move into our main, main squeeze of all this, of the today's show is Ridley Scott. Now, he is a very, very ac- accomplished director. I mean, he started off doing uh, commercials. I think he was part of the um, Nike commercial when it first started off or Apple commercial. Apple. And now he just, he, he has made like 53 films. He's gone, he has, you know, countless uh countless uh movies that's like blockbusters some that are even just i would say not his best work i i have a lot of i have a lot of issues with him do you know well actually like all of his films he's a man of a lot of variety that's the thing if you would see, if you look at his his actual you know uh line of work it's not the same like you would you can never say that oh he only does certain type of films no, but I would say the tone of all of his films are the same. Very serious, very grounded in reality for the most part. Yes, a lot of his is more based on like actual what science, would uh, actual history. History. Like I was watching um the other day I was watching Robin Hood cuz I was like okay, what how bad is it? I've only seen it in theaters and you know, I, I got to give it another watch. How did you enjoy it? I liked it and then I hated it at the same time. Because I love I love the structure of his films and how he does everything. Right. So pretty much what you're saying is that you didn't like it, Daniel. No, no. I okay. Here's the thing. I liked the, the action scenes. Awesome. The way he cuts, the way he shoots it, it's he makes a whole world of that. Mm-hmm. But it's too like he made it based on what happened. What actually happened. happened. So like Lion, like Richard Lionheart, he died from a crossbow. Crossbow, and that scene in next, you know, France. Uh, it, England is now being run by little John, who's that asshole. Okay, mm. so that's the base storyline. So it's actually a real event that happened back in those times. But if you go into the movie thinking, "Hey, I'm watching a Robin Hood film," I mean, you're it, thinking no, Robin Hood naturally because it's titled Robin Hood, right? Okay. But Robin Hood has this historical, mythical, methodical um, story behind it that you're like, "Oh, this is not the Robin Hood that this is a different type of Robin Hood." Mm. So that's what. But I, he stole. He still stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Yes. Uh, in that movie, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was just starting off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was just it. it it's a totally different because Maid Marian. It's not. He. She's. Um, she's in charge of a farm, and then now he took the name of Robert Loxley. Mm. So he's Robin. Robin Longstride, and he, him, and Marion has to be like a fake couple, in order to keep the farm of Notting. Uh, in in. In Loxley. Yeah, like I said, I only seen it in theaters when it came out, and I think I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. See? So, like, yeah, it's kind of boring because it's a real, like, there's not no, Lil John is a regular character, Will's a regular person. It's, there's no. Well, here's the thing with his films, too. This is like, most people, I, I, I think, would agree, or some people would agree that the movie, uh, like, The Counselor is boring. Or uh, House of Gucci may have been boring to them because they have no interest in something of, like, of that material. Like myself, uh, I, I didn't want to see House of Gucci because I'm like, I don't care about Gucci. What but he makes it, t- he makes all of his films, at least to me, very captivating in the story to where I'm interested in what's going to happen next and how, where this story ends. So yes. that's why I have to give Robin Hood another watch. You know, it's, it's, a, it's shot very well. It's told very well. But it's so, like, if you don't want to, if you didn't think, if you wanted to watch a Robin Hood film, it's better to watch the Kevin Costner film. Okay. Well, even even something like his dialogue, the dialogue that he chooses to write is very, uh, how would you say? Plain? No, it's very intellectual. It's very... It is. Scientific. 
No, it's, it has a structured has a, really well. Yeah, it has a. It's very. It's written very well. Cause, and the thing with him, I always appreciate is that he is the one director that when he goes on set, he he's he's totally every every interview I've heard from him, he's he's in charge, he's everything's planned out. He never had a time. He he says this one interview, and when he was on a roundtable, is that he never had any situation where he wasn't prepared for. Because and he even told actors, yeah, go ahead and do this if you want. But I already, but he basically knew how it was going to be, but he just wanted them to play out the scene they want. Maybe so, he's just a master problem solver, and he's probably willing to take on any mishap that you know, occurs. One thing I and can tell you about Ridley Scott's style of directing is that he does a lot of movies when it comes to anarchy. So if you look at most of his movies, he has something to do with, like, the... I guess, like... How do you explain this? Like, uh, like a problem with power, with like we were talking with hier- with hier- hierarchies. Um, Gladiator, Prometheus, Alien. Uh, most of his movies, even Robin Hood, you know, uh, Matchstick Man, which was another one. If you look at all those movies, like it's always about anarchy and how to fight the power, you know, in, in a in a very innovative way. If that's what I can see from Ridley Scott's style. And also in his films, I've noticed that it's always like talking about speaking kind of against religion. Like about yeah, like I'm saying, like everything is about anarchy and about fight the power. Yeah. Like, look at it, Gladiator. It, well, not Gladiator. Also, um, shoot, uh, the last one, well, last, last two was kind of like that. You know, I seen an interview with him to. recently where he was talking about the main reason why he wanted to write the last duel, which was he, you know, doing his research on those times. It was basically history. Uh, I'm sorry, history, science versus um, fucking like uh, religion. Uh-huh. And that's basically what he wrote the, the whole concept of it. You know, because you remember the the court scenes. They're saying, well, they their beliefs were if you didn't reach climax, then you cannot get pregnant. It's just science, you know. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. So that's real interesting. And the fact they would believe the the man or the Lord more than what a woman is because they're more, they're they're again they have less rights and all yeah, that. Well, and, you know, and and back in those days, and and I think he did a pretty good job of telling that story because, uh, say for example, you look at Gladiator, it's like it's about fooling people into uh, following a blind man's ambition, mm-hmm. and that's that's really all I see in Ridley Scott movies. That's all I see. I mean, to me, that guy, like, to me, the guy, the only thing that keeps him going is his credibility to to finish movies and make him entertaining. But I don't really see some, like, real substance in his work anymore. Really, Scott? Yeah. Right, and that's the thing that he he misses a lot. Like, the one I've always, I I went back to watch it again was um, Exodus, God's, you know. Gods and Kings, yeah. Gods and Kings shot great, looked great, he missed a mark though on oh dude i can say the same thing about michael bay you know and and it's sad that i have to compare him to michael bay like he he makes like two like the 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 movies that he makes they're so mainstream now like he doesn't even like do them because he's passionate about it he's probably just doing it for the money who are we talking about michael bay no i'm talking about ridley scott right now oh i I gotta disagree on that i like this i enjoyed his last two films yeah man but if you look at it like Uh, the movies that he is actually passionate about as the ones that are that are actually good but any other movie that he makes that 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 are not his passion 
they come out like as huge flops. Okay. And see, most people would agree with you. I'm just not one of those people. Like Counselor is one of those one of those films. It didn't get received well. A lot of people shit on it. It it bombed at the box office. But I really enjoyed that film. I think it's just the way this person writes and their dialogue and how they structure the film. It's so in it's in a way, it's grounded in a way to where they don't have to tell me anything. I know what's going on. Let me ask you this. Did he write that movie? The no. counselor? Yeah. I don't think he wrote that. I'm not sure. He directed it though. Can you find out, Daniel, if he wrote it? Because what I'm trying to correlate here is how he does his best work when he writes the movie. Mm. Because there's totally like more passion. Oh, yeah, behind. yeah. If he didn't write, the, you know, certain films like those ones, then yeah, I fully agree. You no, know, absolutely. Like is sometimes like he just given scripts and, you know, that even if he's not passionate about it, he still makes them because it, they pay well. So let's go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I'm, I feel like he's a man of that substance, and I'm hoping that he writes all of his films. Uh, no, the writer is Cormac wow. McCarthy, who, what else did he write? Mm-hmm. He writes... I personally don't think of him oh, as a wow. man he of did, substance, He, he did man. write No Country for Old Man and The Road and The Con- Wow, I can really tell, I can really see his writing in that movie. In No Country for Old Man? No, in, um, con- in The Counselor. Who's writing? Uh, what's his name? Um... Cormac McCarthy. He did No Country for Old Men? Yeah, well, I mean, you know. He wrote but Ridley Scott did not write it. The Corn Brothers wrote, probably wrote most of that, mm-hmm. but he was part of that. Uh, part of the, yeah, I but know he's it wasn't Ridley Scott. No. no. What about uh, Gladiator? Who wrote that? Oh, had to have been him. No. Wow. I do not think he wrote. I, 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 I know that's a little disheartening because like, I, f- I feel like if I were a director, I would want so much part of my own, my own project. I would write it and direct it. Yes, but sometimes the studios will not allow it because well, I mean, they don't that's trust you. They yeah, and that's when you go rogue. He probably, he probably wrote some of it. Yeah, he probably rewrote a couple scenes. Yeah. Like, because that, that's normal for directors to rewrite scenes when they don't make sense. But in itself, I feel like it pe- someone's Ooh. best work, a, a director's best work is when you write it because you actually have the passion to fight for your vision. Uh, like that Tarantino. one was David. Exactly. It's actually a David Ferranzi Ferron- Fer- story. And he wrote Amistad, King Arthur. Wow, well, I can see his. I can see his writing in that too. That's interesting. I would have figured he wrote wrote all of his own stuff. Mm-mm. No, but I mean, still a great director in my opinion. Just no, I th- I always say this. He is the best chameleon vanilla chameleon and vanilla director. Meaning, you can put him in anything. You can say, hey, can you direct this movie? And he can probably find a way to direct it. Mm. But Oh yeah, I mean no. he can direct them. I've never doubted his directing skills. I'm just saying, it's like but you would never, but you would never see his, his like if you see a Spielberg film, he can you can not even like put his name on it, and you know it's him. You can even put Christopher Nolan. You don't even have to put his name on it, but once you, the screen goes on, you know that's his fucking film. Right, they have a particular style. If you see Michael Bay film, you already know that's trash, and you just don't want to see it. So I see a lot of people referring to the Alien films as really Scott's babies. Now he had to have written those, right? So he wrote. So he didn't write Gla- uh, Gladiator. You no. said Mm-mm. it's a David Fronzi film. Because I'm looking over here, and it says Ridley Scott films written. It says Gladiator, Blade Runner. Prometheus, Alien, Martian, Kingdom of Heaven, American Gangster, American Gangster, Thelma and Louise, Robin Hood, Counselor, Legend, Matchstick, Ma- Matchstick Man, Alien, Covenant, Boy and Bicycle, and a White Squall. How much? Uh, how how much credit did he write? Again, we would never know how much credit it, it is. I know that Gladiator 
it, it, uh, David Fronzi. It says on I, I'm on IMDb, IMDb by, by by the way. That's how I'm going this based on. So I know he. It's a very shaky ground when you fi- when you're trying to find someone who like directed the movies because. It may have been like the full script may have been written by someone else, but the only thing that directors do is rewrite the scenes that don't make sense, and right. they give them the the credit as writers. Right. Because mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do you? Uh, who, uh, who did it? There was a. Uh, a lot of times you'll see writers who go on there and they're they're on there and they're, they're looking at a scene and whatever, and they don't use a single piece that's on there. They the director just would write something else, and then they're like, "What the fuck we're we doing here for?" You know. That happens. I mean, again, in film, there's a lot of things that happens day by day basis just because some things doesn't make sense. It could be um, scheduling differences or, you know, the actor come at, comes at us as, as in a different way. So, you know, you can't hold him against that. Well, did he did he write the alien films? I am looking that up right now. For example, like one of one of the really good directors that writes his own movies and the, the ones that really put everything behind their vision is, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino, like you mentioned, Ernest. Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. He's an amazing ri- director, an amazing writer. Dude, I, 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 I try to look at his class on writing. It's too deep for me. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like, for example, when he was writing, uh, what was it called? Interstellar. I heard that he went to Lake Tahoe for six months just to write and finish the script because he cannot concentrate anywhere else. But, you know, in a place where he's by himself and locked up for like six months. Yeah, he probably has like ADHD or some shit. No, but even yeah. his structure, it's so scientific. It's Is he a philosophical man? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really him, checked. Him well, I mean, come on, man. Like, brother. look at his movies, bro. Like the way that he's able to tell the story, it's it's the the, the amazing thing about him is the attention to detail. So if you look at most of his movies, like everything that you see is like there's a, a definitely attention to every single detail that happens in a movie. Everything makes sense. Right. Everything has a meaning to it. And that's the thing that I don't like about Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, his movies are full of plot holes. There's yeah. a lot of them. I guess I haven't dug those out. Oh yeah, those movies are filled with like plot, pl- with plot holes. Yeah. When you see like that, what do you like do you see it? And it's so noticeable that it takes away from the film. I have to like really dive in to find them because sometimes, like I said, movies are entertaining. So mm-hmm. whenever you go to movies, like you don't focus on hey, you know, today I'm gonna go find plot holes in this movie. Right, right. You know, <laughs> you just go there to enjoy it. But like, if you start really diving in, um. There's movies that they don't go with the times. You know, there's like historical inaccuracies. There's a lot of like details that are missed. Well, the reason why I'm asked that is because the famous scene of Jaws of where the 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 shark explodes that doesn't that would never happen. You cannot shoot in the water and then hit a tank and explode. But Spielberg said that if I have them at this time, they're not going to give a fuck about whether that's true or not. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, unless you go to the movies for a purpose to find plot holes, you're not going to see them. Because most of the people who go to the movies is just to enjoy. Right. right, right. But there's a lot of movies that have a lot of historical uh, uh, discrepancies and a lot of plot holes in the movies. Well, that's why another thing with my the one movie I hate the I hate of Ridley Scott. Hate, hate to the bone is Kingdom Heaven. Heaven. Mm, I, I hate, I, huh? I said, good thing I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. No, I mean, 
Nothing makes sense. Orlando Bloom's character is so stupid. He directed that film. Yeah, he direct. I mean, and, and again, you you can see he said it. Orlando Bloom you is can so see stupid. it. <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, before I say that, before I go with the whole Spirit of Scott, this is why I call him stupid. Orlando Bloom's character, he has the actual op, the actual chance to become the king and save Jerusalem for England by killing. I think someone's brother, bec- and and you know because the king, the king has leprosy and he's gonna die, so he said, "Hey, can, you know, you gotta do this and marry this girl, because I need you to, you know, you need to become king. Because if not, everything's gonna be fucked up." And Orlando Bloom says, "No, I can't." You know, now I I get the whole thing was that again when we talked about the Green Knight, it's about you know what what is honor, mm-hmm. and by by knighthood it wouldn't be honorable to kill somebody who has it, who technically just, uh, you're doing it just for power. But, guess what happens after he just d- denies it? He got killed? He doesn't get killed, no. The whole fucking Jerusalem fucking falls to the uh, Saladin and the whole, the whole, and, and it's true, it, the, it, the event actually did happen in which the, uh, the Crusaders got raided by the, you know, by the Muslims and then they got destroyed. But, for a film, that's a stupid, for an actual story film, it's so okay. Bad. So I'm gonna maybe it's just trying I'm, to show what happened historically. Look, I'm gonna go back a little bit and tell the listeners what exactly a pothole is, a plot hole, because not a lot of people know that and they don't know what to look for. So a plot hole is really just an inconsistency in the movie. Okay, something that just doesn't make sense to what reality is. And I'll give you one of the best plot holes. Uh oh, a really good plot hole, and it's not from a Ridley Scott movie, but it's a great plot hole. Uh, and you're going to be like, wow, that's so true. For example, Batman Begins. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Okay. It was a Christopher Nolan movie, but this was a huge plot hole. One of them was, you know how he use, has like a, a vaporizer? Yeah. Right. Where he turns water into steam because it has like substance, the, the, the drugs that we were putting in the water, right? right. And it vaporizes the water mm-hmm. for it to come out into Gotham City. If that thing was so powerful, it would drain the humans of their own blood and their own moisture because of how powerful that thing is. People would vaporize their entire water as the vaporizer was driving through the through the train. Well, yeah, that is a plot hole. Uh, that's okay. Wow. I mean, I think if they focused on things like that in film, so we wouldn't see so much it. You know, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. They're out there. But see, the I was under the impression that a plot hole was something that doesn't tie in with the rest of the story. Well, uh, that too. Well, that, that too. It's just irregularities it's from like what actual reality is. And it's just basically you know, when you like, got like, things doesn't like make sense. Yeah, when you got things like Fast and the Furious, I think um, things like oh, that. Oh, that movie is just filled yeah. with fucking <laughs> plot holes, man. They're driving through fucking plot holes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. yes, yes. Vin D- so, I saw. Okay, I heard his latest one that Vin Diesel carries a fucking car. With okay. one hand. Dude, I seen Vin Diesel Hulk stomp the floor, the concrete, and the concrete caved in on Jason Statham. I want to know this. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, back in the 90s, we had this whole thing of Chuck Norris can beat you, but can beat you up. Now it's Vin Diesel. Now, it's, so now <laughs> I want to know is, can Chuck Norris versus Vin Diesel? No, he's pretty much indestructible. And the whole Fast 10 group that you yeah, can never yeah. die? They might as well join the Avengers at this point. Vin Diesel versus Superman. <laughs> You know, well, yeah. When you got movies like that, man, I think, like, he, like Fernando had mentioned, most people are—they're not even looking about. It. They just want to go to be entertained. 
but that's that makes me appreciate Ridley Scott's uh, grounded in reality type films. Is that it doesn't have any of that shit. It's almost too real to that it makes people bored. And, yeah, well, you know, and that's the uh, as I said, that's the thing. Like he is such a good director that has no passion or anything to really give other than a story. Well, see here, okay, to, to give you a little bit more perspective, I often complain about things not being real in, in movies, which is why I can't stand the Fast and the Furious franchise, right? Yeah. So if I were a director, I would probably be really close. I mean, I'm not going to compare myself as far as skill or nothing like that, but I mean, as far as the way, the tone of the films, I want things to be so realistic to where they can connect with whoever's watching it. And I think, you know, that's kind of how he does his. I'm not sure if he wants people to connect or if he just wants to tell a good story. But I think he's jaded in some ways. I think he takes pride in how real they are. No, but not that. I mean, like in his. um, It's like in his feeling in in showcasing the movie, like he'll like I said, he'll do it for work. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen him being I've never had a film where I saw that he's totally passionate into it for a while like even when you say the martian the martian is a i love that film so it's, and, and, and to this day everyone says it's so scientifically found that everything that in that movie actually will happen in real life almost like gravity right um but again how many times do you do you watch that movie not that much no yeah it's well see that one, that one of his is not one i can watch i've watched the last duel at least five over five times Gladiator, you can watch that countless. I love his Alien franchise, um, but you know, just like every other director, you can't watch all of the films. Okay, but look at this: he made Alien, James Cameron made Aliens, but he made Aliens better and more entertaining, with a lot of more plot holes. But you know what? Again, we didn't look for plot holes. Okay, well, he, see, see, he, this is a perfect, perfect example. Uh, James Cameron made Alien, t- Aliens, his version better in the sense of. It had what most people want to see in a movie like that, you know, <laughs> fighting humans, fighting aliens on a ship, bunch of spaceship shit going down. Now, I love that. But when I seen the first aliens and I went to the second one, while I enjoyed the second one, I I needed that realism from the first one, because that's what would really happen if you were to find shit like that. on, on, a, on well, a, You're not going to go and fight them and be gun-ho about it. You're going to be try to be as strategically possible, you know, uh, survival. You're going to try to survive as strategically possible as you can. Plot hole. Where? Where? But here's the thing. I No, I would say this. Alien is a perfect movie. Yeah. It's, it's Shawshank so- Redemption was a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Say something, bitch. <laughs> I haven't seen it. No, there's, yeah, no, Shawshank is a perfect movie. But no, Alien is structured so well and... And it, the timing of everything was so good. That's 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 the the ultimate Ridley Scott movie. Even like, I but don't you know. see the, the the distinction there. It's like in in Aliens too. While I enjoyed it, I would have much rather liked to uh, relate with what I would do. And if that were happening on a ship, I sure as shit wouldn't be chasing them with the guns. I'd be trying to. Yeah, but they're fucking Marines. <laughs> marines, Marines, man. No, like Marines are. They, they were just all all they want to do is kill. They didn't even and know what the fuck they were going for there for. But in reality, I mean, I don't think I'm not sure if that and would that's happen. That's why Bill you, Palmer was like, "It's over, man. Game over, <laughs> yeah, man." Yeah, he was the only realized. smart one, yeah. <laughs> and that would have been me right there, not crying and shit. But even like Sigourney Reaver, she they were the, they, you know, you, there's stereotypes in all the movies. Yeah, but, you know. But that's just the realism I like. You know, keep it. Even though if it's, if it's boring, 
I, I personally I don't care. But here's the thing: it's not You're a prude. Yeah. <laughs> but do you ever think that he his movies are like an event movies? Like as bad as we say, we t- I talk shit about Michael Bay. They used to be, I'd say. His movies, Michael Bay is always gonna have a following. In all his movies, no matter what he makes. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm I'm down for any Transformers. Like I don't care about plot holes. It's like just give me some freaking robots that beat the shit out of each is other. Is he making a second one? The, the newest one, the Beast Wars. I don't know if he actually directed it. You know, we should look that up. I fell off, I fell off his wagon. Now, see, that's a guy who doesn't, I see, not taking passion in his art. Like, Oh, no, not at all. Like, Have you seen a- Ambulance? I haven't. Oh, my. Dude, it's it's on Prime, and I still refuse to. Uh, oh, that's our time. That's our timer for 60 minutes. <laughs> don't mind it, guys. <laughs> uh, I, it's on free for uh, Prime, and I still won't watch it. Yeah, it's uh, even that's too much. You know, one thing I can say about Michael Bay, he really makes stripping very impressive. Stripping? Oh, yeah, like a stripper, like women stripping, like in a a strip club. There's a scene, I can't remember, I think it's uh, the movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Mark Wahlberg where they have to shoot a scene in a strip club. And I got to say, he Mm -hmm. makes the strip club look fun. Gain, uh, uh... Pain and gain. Yeah, I haven't seen. That's I haven't seen. And he makes a strip club look good. It makes me want to go to a strip he, club. And I'm not a strip club person, but he, <laughs> the way he portrays it is like, whoa! If it's if it's fun like that, I want to go. I What's tell you fun what, about it? He's a he's very impressive with his lighting, with his choreography, yeah, like all this <laughs> stripping and the poles. Like, oh my god! Like the girls dancing, the cor- the choreo. He does not, uh, he, him and Jerry Brooks. She lighting. was really all busted up, crackhead. But the way he chose to light her made her look gorgeous. Oh my oh, god! I've, no, no, no! Well, just the, the choreo, man. Like the choreo of the strippers was just on point. Like, holy shit! Like, if, it, <laughs> if it's like an actual show, like if you look at it as like oh an my actual gosh. Broadway show, it's like oh my god! If a strip club is like that, the way that Michael Bay portrayed it. I want to go to that strip club. You know what? I think Michael Bay should uh, direct the next Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's like fucking explosions bad. everywhere. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, guys, all come down. We got to dance. We just got to dance. Give me some explosions in the background, please. <laughs> I, I'm going to need some shit to blow up, all right? Right behind the dancers. I don't care what it is. Just, just put something there and blow up. some shit up, all right? <laughs> I just, I never liked Michael Bay. Ever since I heard like the shit he did with uh, Megan Fox and he's he's my he's for the rock and um what was it my another michael bay one uh, armageddon i i can only hold him dear for those two and that's it didn't he make bad boys too yeah yeah he did he made it yeah, that's a good film too no and, uh, again guilty that, he's one of those guys that, like fuck it's I, a guilty pleasure yeah like you know he's <laughs> you know it's entertaining but fuck dude like it's stop like, on, why do you think they keep getting him for those movies because he makes bank yep, yeah no matter what yeah. again he makes Man. impressive shit, and Dude, he knows it. How bad, even how bad Transformers is, it made so much money. They just kept on bringing. And I, to this day, I'm like, why do I? Go, why am I going to this? Because Dude, that. that's exactly what I'm because saying. Michael like Bay. those movies are nerd porn, and he knows that. Yeah, it's like people, you know, especially from the '70s, from the '80s, when Transformers, the the, the cartoons were on. It's like he's targeting all that generation. You know, he just wants people to go see robots beat the shit out of each other. Like, hey, you know what, guys, we have hope. Uh, he did not direct this uh, Rise of the Beast, so. Oh, he didn't. No, so it's gonna be a flop. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then I'm not watching it. God damn no it. drone shots. <laughs> no drone shots. No explosions. No, no weird ladies running around. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's or Steve. Cringy Co- jokes. Steve or Co- like Co- it, like overwhelming slow motion. No, no racist robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no racist robots. Dude, here. you got to oh. see ambulance. It, the drone shot. There's at least I want to say over five minutes of drone shots, and, and if you think about it. That's a, that's a long ass time. Yeah, but it's just ridiculous. Every so, other shot is a drone shot, and you're just like, 
Yeah, no, Dude, drone shots should only be used for establishing shots he, to establish a location. He overused the shit out of it in that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's actually like, quite comical. He's like, I want it. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah. It's gonna look awesome. You know, I want I want <laughs> us to do a movie next week, but I want us to do it on Seven and Fight Club. Ooh. Ooh. I recently watched Seven too. I need to rewatch those two movies because there's so much to talk about. That. Hey, David Fincher. Yeah, they're, they're both David, David Fincher's? Fincher. Yes. They're David Fincher movies. Ooh, it's cool. so tune in for next week for David Fincher d- as a director. Oh yeah. Cuz he, he did he did the f- he did Alien 3. David Fincher? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did. But interesting. He, was, he did one of the aliens. I don't know which one. He did the third one when they're in prison. But the only thing about that is that it was so the studio took so much of his uh, creativity. He's like, it's not mine. So he he doesn't even take. He will not take credit for that shit. And I don't blame. He put him. it up for adoption. He put it up for adoption. Damn. I so, actually like that one. Which is the third one? Mm-hmm. I actually like that one too. But I can see why because the CGI was crap. But you know, you get to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Ridley Scott, I don't know. Again, he's one of those, again, one of those, you just, yeah, I like him. He's good. You know it's going to be a good, interesting movie, but. The, the tone doesn't work for most people, I'd say. He's also, yeah, I mean, again. Because I'm pretty sure if you showed one of your friends House of Gucci, they'd probably be like, I don't give a shit about this film. But, like, okay, look, I'll, I'll tell you his coming up films. He's doing Gladiator 2. Napoleon. And Napoleon. I've yeah. yet to find any synopsis or plot for Gladiator okay. Two. I'm just, it's it's very confusing. Why that that's one of the films that doesn't require a sequel. Why is why is Pedro Pascal, Denzel Washington, and Connie Nelson in this film? Oh, okay. So following the Lucas, the son of Maximus, love Lucille after. So it's after. Uh, after he dies. After he dies, so it's his son. His son's dead. Also, there's another oh. alien coming out. So no, no, the, the other one. Of it. The, 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 the Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, nephew? N- nephew, yes. That's not Maximus's son, is it? From a long time ago? Is that? Oh, okay. No. I'm sorry. Maximus ends up having a bastard child. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can say that. But bastard in a basket? Bastard in the basket. <laughs> Sorry, just a little there will be blood reference. Damn, bro. That was cold. <laughs> Daniel said it, not me. <laughs> it, was, it was Daniel, guys. <laughs> Daniel Plainview. Daniel Plainview, not this one. You know what's crazy? I was about, you know, oh, really, I you think know, we were re- talking about this Daniel right uh, here, man. You know, I was really like, Scott, I'm all in. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> throw him into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I also forgot he also did uh, Legend. That was a weird movie. With uh, Tom Hart? No, with Hart? Uh, yeah. Tom, uh, Tom Cruise and Tim Curry and... Legend? Yeah, Legend. There's another one with Tom Hardy. It's like yeah, Legend. That one's a good movie. That movie was based on Link. I don't know. If, I don't know if you do that. The Zelda, the Zelda game. What? Yeah. So they saw that movie and they're like, "Huh, I wonder how it is to be have adventure in." And then they wrote, they wrote that. But yeah, yeah. interest interesting director. I don't know. Will he ever? Will he be considered the greatest? One of the greatest directors around? Hell no. In my opinion, for sure. No. <laughs> well, before, before we go, what's your what's your Rush, Mount Rushmore of directors? Oh, you got to give him a number, though. Well, it's four. Oh, Look, okay. for me, okay. one of the really like a really good director for me, and I've actually gone to see him. I met him in person. Yeah, uh, is uh, Nicholas Winden Refn. What do you do? He is a director of the movie Drive with mm. Ryan Gosling. <gasps> did he, he d- do anything after? Yeah, Neon Demon, and then he did a Only TV God show. Only God forgives. 
Only God Forgives is another one. Yeah. yeah. And I personally, he's, I, I think he's very underrated, but um, I think he's one of the best. And could you agree, some films like that could bore most people, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. I love I love that sh- those, I those films, though. Here's the thing. Nicholas Winden Refn, he can make movies that seem slow, but they keep you entertained. Right, exactly. Yeah. Visually, Vis- uh, Especially. Oh, my God. Especially visually. Because if you look at, for example, Drive or, oh, my God, Neon Demon. Yeah. If you watched Neon Demon, I watched that movie, and it's so visually stimulating. Mm-hmm. The first scene where that you know where she's where the girl is just like has like his like throat right, slit. and you're like, what the hell's going on? But it's such an artistic. He's so fucking artistic. That's what he is. He's a very artsy director. And uh, the cinematographer Natasha Breyer, um, I actually I got in touch with her. I told her like, did she do both? Did she do both? I don't know if she did Drive, but I know she did Neon Demon for sure, oh. and she did such a good job. Yeah, and that's one of those subtle like. They're very visually storytelling. Yes. Oh, yes. And that's what a good director should be, though. Yeah. And, well, and here's the thing. Okay, so what's the other one? Okay, so you have one. Yeah, so Nicholas Winner Ref, and I can say that's my number one. And then David Fincher would be the second. Okay, two more. Uh, Christopher Nolan and uh, crap. Uh, what can I think of? Um it's, you've been put on the spot a little bit. Yeah, damn man, you gotta give me time to prep for those. But those, at least, those are my top three. Okay, top. You can have top three. You have a top three. It's called three top and three? top. You don't, don't. You don't have to put them in uh, rankings or whatever. Just. Well, while I would like to take more time, I'll just throw them out there for off the top of my head right now. It'd probably be uh, Tarantino, Scorsese, and Michael McDonough. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Those are good ones. See, I've I, again. I'm kind of an old school. Uh, Tarantino, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Orson Welles, I like, I you kind of have to put him in there, but I'm not gonna put him in there because he's just the standard of what filmmaking is. But I'll say it's Spielberg and Nolan. Mm-hmm. They're, they're you're an extra president on that wall, buddy. No, yeah, I mean, there's that's. I mean, again, <laughs> there was a point where I was really rooting for Steven Spielberg, but I I yeah. fell off, I fell off that wagon. Well, he's another one I would say right now. He's he's a staple point, but he's just doing the same shit over again. Like I want to like. Even Fableman's is a good, interesting film, but it's about him. So it's like, dude, like, branch off new. I, I love BFG. I love all his other stuff, but he needs to, I, I wish he would do more. His films were better oh, for me as what? a kid. Fuck. I might have to push him up for Yeah, you season. know what? You're right. Yeah, like, those movies, Steven Spielberg movies were great if you were, like, under, like, yeah. nine years old. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, like, some really good ones by him. Like, for example, Artificial Intelligence was so underrated, and... If that movie came out today, it would be so relevant. Yeah, yeah, to for sure. I don't know. That's, e. that, that's part. That's Kubrick's film, technically. I'll give that to. That's more of Kubrick than uh, Spielberg. Oh, right, because he did finish it, huh? Yeah. He couldn't finish it be, right before he died. Right. And Kubrick's right. another one where he's iconic. So I don't know. I might have to take again. I would take out Sp- just Spielberg. off the top of our heads. That's yeah. yeah. Well, All right. So for next week, one of the things we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about Seven and Fight Club, and then we're gonna talk about our favorite directors and why. Oh, that sounds good to me. And let's why do, they do, do it? Let's do, let's do, we'll do five. Five. Five good ones on each side. Five directors mm-hmm. each. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot. <laughs> no, dude, because I can talk about Nicholas Wynn and Revan for a while. Okay, so how about anything, this how about this? Two. We'll make a rule, okay? No Tarantino. I think Tarantino is a stable point of. He speaks for himself, I think. Uh, Orson Welles and Hitchcock, you know, those classic guys, people who are stable points. I don't want. I'll tell you what, let's just do this. How about we? All three of us, we bring one director 
that we want to talk about because that's going to be your conversation, Ernest's conversation, and mine. That's going to be a long time. Yeah. Right, right. So we're going to do seven and Fight Club, and then we'll do our direct, our favorite directors. All right. Well, look, let's guys, go, you guys go. already got our, we already have our uh, show prep for to, for next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you guys guys for joining us. I mean, this has been a lengthy, uh, you know, conversation on just on the infamous or oh. No, he's good. I would say the awesome works of Ridley Scott. Whether you love him, hate him, hey, give us your comments. Tell us what you think of Ridley Scott's. Or I don't think he's awesome, just your, for the record. <laughs> tell us what's Ooh. your favorite Ridley Scott film. Or, you know, a director that you think is a little bit better than him. Tell us about the plot holes that you see in his movies. As always. And the pros. As always, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, subscribe. Like our, like our. I think this is only going to be on podcast. Yeah. So... Listen to us and download us. Download it. That would help us a lot. And, you know, hope to see you guys next week. As always, this is Daniel. Listen, bro. We we, we hope that you listen to us next week. Join us. Because we can't see them. Oh, yeah. I forgot. This is not. This, this is, is not, not on visual, YouTube, bro. <laughs> God, this is not YouTube. It's, I'm so used to of having us a camera and being so part of the people around. Oh, <laughs> so hope you will listen to us next week. As always, again, we'll do it. As always, this is Daniel. This is Fernando. This is Ernest. All right. Tune in next week. Have fun, guys. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.